Welcome to the Every Nation Dorado Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. Hello everyone and welcome to our online service this morning. It's, it's really a wonderful pleasure to be able to always share the Word of God, uh, even on this platform. And um, despite the fact that we're not together in the same room, the Lord Jesus said, where two or three are gathered in my name, I am there in the midst of them. And we believe that the ministry of the Holy Spirit is able to reach each one of us as we start this year and excited about what God has been speaking to us, even from our New Year's Eve service already. And so I'm really, really excited about what God is going to do throughout this year. We are starting a new series today, and uh, I I really want to encourage each one of you. We've got our fast coming, as, as you've seen through the announcements. We've got our fast coming, and it is so important that each one of you participate in this fast. You might uh, be having a, a partial fast or a complete fast or be removing all your social media, just completely shutting down all the electronics or TV or that kind of thing. Whatever it is that the Holy Spirit is leading you, the important thing is not just to stay away from the bad, but to actually focus on the good and spend time in the word of God. And so I want to pray for us and we're, we're just going to start. Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus. As we start this new series today, Father, that you'll speak to us, Lord, over the next couple of weeks. We're, uh, we're trusting you, Lord, for encounters and supernatural experiences, Lord God, because of who you are, Father God, and setting us up for this coming here. In the name of Jesus, amen. So we're starting a new series called Awesome God. It's going to run over several weeks, over about six weeks. And uh, the, the purpose of this series is really to begin to give us a strong revelation about who God is in order that we may have the confidence to be able to face whatever comes across us this year, the greatness of God, the goodness of God, and all of that will have such an impact positively in our lives this year. The first week, we're going to deal with the revelation of God, who is Jehovah, my Lord. And then the second week, we will deal with the revelation of God, who is Jehovah Shalom. The third week, El Roy. The fourth week, Jehovah Jireh. The fifth week, El Shaddai. And then the sixth week, Yeshua. And uh, it is really going to be a fantastic time where we're going to be in the Word of God, which is our life, which is our sustenance in the Word of God. And I want to encourage you to take the opportunity to really get acquainted with the nature of God over this series, to really take every revelation as we're bringing it across into your personal experience so that you might know the Lord in His fullness, in His full revelation as he has brought it. You know, we will culminate in the revelation of the name Yeshua, which is sort of like the the full manifestation, the fullness of the Godhead. But as we're mounting up, it's like unpacking this amazing puzzle that is God, the mystery who is God. And as we break down the different revelations of who God is, we'll be able to experience him in all those various ways. Hallelujah. And so we're going to deal with the different narratives in the scripture that, that show different experiences that people have had with, with God. And that will give us a glimpse to his nature 
and then introduce us into that experience as well. I'm reading here our key text from Exodus chapter 3, verse 1 to 15. What happens here is God has made a covenant with Abraham. Abraham's covenant moves on to his son Isaac. Isaac has two sons, Esau and Jacob. Jacob becomes Israel. He has 12 sons. One of Jacob's sons is Joseph, and he gets sold by his brothers to Egypt. And while in Egypt, he becomes prime minister. He becomes this regent, subject only to Pharaoh. And thereafter, Joseph then brings the whole family of Jacob or Israel to Egypt. And in Egypt, they get the land of Goshen, which is like prime real estate in Egypt. And right there, they begin to multiply. And the the Pharaoh that knew Joseph then passes away. And Joseph eventually as well. But the Pharaoh that knew Joseph passes away. And then a new Pharaoh comes about that doesn't know these people and is wondering why they have the best land in Egypt and is wondering why they're so powerful and potent on the land. And he begins to oppress them and he begins to enslave them. And eventually the people are groaning. They were slaves in that land for 400 years. These are the people that apparently had a covenant with Almighty God and they were slaves, subjugated by a nation that worships idols. And so they were groaning. Many of them were in unbelief. Many of them were in a place where they have already forgotten about God. It's been a few generations of slavery already. Many people have passed it on to their children. Unbelief. God is not as powerful as the God of the Egyptians. They are the powerful nation that are enslaving us. And then from a Levite family, here comes a man who has with his wife, a child, and this child is Moses. And Moses then is raised up. His his mom sees the, the grace of God upon his life and then puts him in the river so that the, the, the Pharaoh doesn't destroy him together with the edict that he made that everyone under the age of two should be killed, the boys. Under the age of two, Israelite boys should be killed because they were multiplying too much. And so Moses eventually ends up in the Pharaoh's house because the daughter of the Pharaoh, the princess, finds him in the waters of the river Nile and takes him as her son. And so we see God's plan unfolding. Eventually Moses grows up as the son of the Pharaoh, the prince of Egypt. And there he begins to realize that the people who are being oppressed in slavery are his own people. He tries to help them. Excuse me, the one man he tries to protect from an Egyptian that was trying to, to abuse him and he kills that Egyptian. And so he runs from Egypt into exile and he's in Midian and he's been hiding there for 40 years. So this is where we pick up the narrative in Exodus chapter 3, verse 1 to 15. It says, Now Moses was keeping the flock of his father in law, Jethro, the priest of Midian. And he led his flock to the west side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. And uh, it's named the mountain of God in reference to uh, what happened there with with Abraham, etc. Verse 2, And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire out of the midst of the bush. He looked, and behold, the bush was burning, yet it was not consumed. Verse 3, and Moses said, I will turn aside to see this great sight, why the bush is not burned. 
When the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called to him out of the bush, Moses, Moses. And he said, here I am. Verse 5. Then he said, do not come near. Take your sandals off your feet. For the place on which you are standing is holy ground. Verse 6. And he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look at God. Then the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people who are in Egypt and have heard their cry because of their taskmasters. I know their sufferings and I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land to a good and broad land, a land flowing with milk and honey to the place of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. Verse 9, And now behold, the cry of the people of Israel has come to me, and I have also seen the oppression with which the Egyptians oppress them. Verse 10, Come, I will send you to Pharaoh, that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the children of Israel out of Egypt? Verse 12. He said, But I will be with you, and this shall be the sign for you that I have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you shall serve God on this mountain. Verse 13. Then Moses said to God, if I come to the people of Israel and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you, and they ask me, what is his name? What shall I say to them? I mean, these people have been enslaved for 400 years. They are not acquainted with this God of their fathers anymore. And if they are, he has not done anything to deliver them and relieve them of their suffering for 400 years. And Moses is raising these questions with God. Verse 14, God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, say this to the people of God. I am has sent me to you. God also said to Moses, say this to the people of Israel. The Lord, Jehovah, the Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever, and thus I am to be remembered throughout all generations. And so this is the revelation of the name of God, Jehovah, where he says, say this to the people in verse 15, say this to the people of Israel, the Lord, or Jehovah, the God of your fathers, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the covenant-keeping God, the self existent one. You know, usually there's this big question that comes up when people are having debates about the existence of God. They usually say, well, if, if, if God exists, who, who created God? That question presupposes that God has a past. 
And the key revelation to understand this is to know that God is not in time. And so there is no no past to God. If you're creating something, you will have a start and a beginning. But God has no beginning. He has no end because he is outside of time. And he is the one that then self-existent. He doesn't have anyone that created him. He's, his reason for existence is in himself. And out of his own self-existence, he creates time and space, which then creates history within which he then has the narrative of the creation all through to the culmination of the end of the times. And this is an important revelation. This is almost the biggest picture of God that God is revealing to Moses. He's saying, look, the, the uncreated one, the self-existent one, Jehovah, is the one who is speaking to you here and is the one that you are to tell the Israelites that he is the Lord God who is the, the God of your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Now, Moses, like many of us, is sitting before a major task. God is calling him, one, he ran away from a place where he thought he could have made a difference. But because of the stain on his conscience and on his reputation as a murderer, (laughs) he is now in the backside of the desert taking care of sheep, running away not only from God, running away from his calling, running away from his purpose, running away from the people that God has called him to deliver, running away from all of those things. And now, Moses is being invited by God, and he's telling him, I want you to go and face Egypt. At the time, the Egyptian empire was the, the, the ruling empire on the earth. So God was not just asking him to go to one of the, the local offices of the mayor and go and try and negotiate a good deal for, for the people. No, he was calling him to defy an empire that worships the Pharaoh as God on earth among the other idols. And he knew it because he grew up in it. He went to school in the Egyptian empire. He was raised in their culture, in their language, and in their religion, in their philosophy. And so he understood what they do with anyone that defies the empire of Egypt. And so this is the, 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 the mindset that he is hiding himself from in the desert. And God encounters him in a supernatural way and says, look, I'm revealing myself to you. I've got a mission for you. And the first point here is to understand that many times in life, you'll find yourself in a dilemma. You'll have to choose between the revelation of who God is and the revelation of the situation that you're facing. Those two are generally in conflict. And to the extent that you are able to grasp a a good and great revelation of who God is, you will be able to be an overcomer in your situation in this year, in 2021. And so this is the essence of what we are to grasp, that God's presence is what emboldens us for the mission. Moses was asking the right questions. Who am I to say is sending me? Who are you, O God? 
Tell me who you are so that when I go to fulfill the mission that you're calling me to do, I am able to have the backing of that revelation strengthen me even when the people I'm trying to help are not willing to listen to me. And it's amazing that we find that when he gets to Egypt, there is definitely this sense of doubt from the people. And God then eventually doesn't only reveal himself by his name, he also gives him certain signs and wonders by which he is to go and testify that indeed, this is the God that has spoken to me. And so the first thing that we must address in our hearts is when we find ourselves in this dilemma of what we're faced with compared to who God is, we must every time press into a revelation of God. The situations that you're facing right now in your life is less about the situation that you're facing and more about who God is. And this is the important thing that God in every situation wants us to do. Get to know him more. The Apostle Paul said in Philippians, Oh, that I might know him. Oh, that I might know God. And this is the amazing thing. God is eager to reveal himself. There's a general revelation in the creation that we see that the whole creation testifies about who God is. He's a creator, that he's Godhead and his eternal uh, power is revealed through the, the heavenly bodies and everything, the order that is in creation. But more than that, there is a special revelation that he wants us to have in the personal relationship. And that is the revelation that empowers and emboldens our mission. What's the next point? The next point is our response. What should be our response? And it is so important that we understand that many times our response is based on God's answer. God's answer. So he reveals himself, this is who I am. It puts us, we find ourselves in the dilemma. And thereafter, we, our questions come up. And you know, it's amazing that God is entertaining Moses' questions and queries. But in all the questions that he may have, God then gives him the answer. And the answer is, this is who I am. This is who I am. This is who I am. Oh, but God, this is not working out. That is not working out in my life. I've got this question and that question. This is who I am. This is who I am. This is who I am. Oh, Lord, but these people are against me and that thing is not working out. And my husband or my wife or my children or my, my business. And this is who I am. This is who I am. This is God's answer. Every single time, this is God's answer. In the midst of our di dilemmas, in the midst of our questions, this is the second point. God's answer is the key. And his answer is, this is who I am. He's revealing himself to us. And then thirdly is our response after he gives us that answer. So firstly, we find ourselves like Moses in a dilemma. Number two, God comes into our situation in our dilemma and says, this is who I am. That's his answer. And Moses asks so very frankly, and you'll see throughout uh, Exodus, how he brings the people out, the close relationship that Moses has with God, to the point where God at one point said, Moses, I'll start a new nation with you. I'll wipe out all these disobedient and insolent and disrespectful people. And Moses says, no way, God. And he almost corrects God. 
Why? Because when we step into a place where despite our situation giving us mixed, mixed responses, we can always have a face-to-face with God that will give us an answer that settles our hearts. And what is then our response? Number three, our response is always to follow Jesus, to always follow God, to always then push in to the mission. Many times we want to run into the things of God. We want to say, oh, Lord, I'll do this for you. I'll do that for you. And we hardly know who the Lord is in our lives. When we find opposition, when we find a dilemma, when we find a situation that stares us in the face and wants to take us out, it is only the revelation of who God is that will strengthen our resolve and make us win every time. Every time. And so as we're going to step into this series with all the revelations about who God is in our lives, it is so important that we understand that it is a principal purpose of God in your life that he wants you to know him. Despite the dilemma that you may face, the situations that you may be in, ask yourself, who is God in my life. I don't mean who is it to my parents, who is it to my wife or to my friends or to my church people or to my pastor, who is God to me? And what is the revelation of the word of God to me? The word of God says that we get to know the Lord through the scriptures. And throughout these next few weeks, we are going to bring the scriptures to us. And like Moses, we'll have that burning bush experience where we'll need to take off our shoes and remove the things that we hold out in high regard and begin to humble ourselves in a place where we can say, Lord, I don't understand what I'm seeing necessarily, the fire, the burning bush, but I hear your voice from the word of God and I'm hearing what you're revealing yourself as and I am willing based on that to fulfill the mission that you're calling me into. You know, it's exciting serving God. I'm reminded in my own life when I was at university and I had, I had this experience with the Lord where he called me into the ministry through a dream. And I had to speak to my parents and tell them, look, I'm leaving my studies and I'm going into missions and all of that. I was ready to defy everything and everyone because of the revelation and encounter that I had with the Lord Jesus. And this is something that each one of us can have. Many times we'll have it sometimes through a dream, sometimes an encounter with the Lord at church, sometimes through the scriptures just being in the word. Sometimes it's a praise and worship song that ministers to us so powerfully. Sometimes it's the words of a friend. Sometimes it's the 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 prayers of a grandmother or the, the prophecies of a, of a father that brings us into that encounter and takes us into that mission. And so I want to pray for us today that each one of us will begin our fresh journey in 2021 of rediscovering the Lord, God Almighty. And today we got to know him as the Lord, Jehovah. And there will be all the composite names that will be coming with Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah uh, El Roy, and and all the others. And so more and more revelation. But I want to encourage you to be prayerful in your heart as we approach this so that the Holy Spirit is able to reveal the Lord in truth as we are entering into 
this series. Father, I, I pray right now for each person that's listening to this message. Lord, I thank you that your grace has been made abundant in our lives because of the manifestation of Jesus Christ, Lord. And I thank you, Lord God, that as we enter into this new series, that Jesus Christ will be revealed in each of our hearts. I pray, Lord, as we go through the Word of God, as we've heard today, Moses being, being, being acquainted with God, Jehovah, the Lord, that that revelation will begin to be established in our hearts, that every week, more and more, the puzzle pieces will be put together so that we can see the full picture of who God is and that that will bring an impact in our lives. Every question mark in our life, Lord, let it be answered with who you are to us, Lord, in our lives. I thank you for your goodness and your peace in Jesus' name. I just have a sense there's somebody watching and you're asking, you've been asking many questions about who God is. And I believe that God is going to reveal himself to you in a mighty way. I see a lady and you live by yourself and you've been asking many questions about who God is. And I really believe that from today you'll begin to hear and sense the voice of the Holy Spirit in your heart. And it will bring you into that genuine relationship with God that you always desire. And so Father, I pray your grace and blessing. Those who are not born again, that they'll come to know you. And Father, that as we go through this series, that you'll change lives in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. So have a blessed, blessed Sunday. We'll see you again next week. I want to encourage you to meditate on the scriptures and please stay connected in the small groups and stay connected with your connect leader and continue to be on the platforms where we're sharing with you. Join us for prayer. Join us in our fasting times as it's coming on. And I want to really, really encourage you to stay connected with the Lord. In Jesus name. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for listening. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit envintook.org.